What's going on, guys? So I just want to let you know that the podcast you're about to listen to is actually the first of two that are coming out this week. So me and Fanboy Clay actually saw Joker together, and then we wanted to just go ahead and discuss it on the podcast. It turned out, it turned out to be about a 40-plus minute podcast. So we just wanted to go ahead and just make that separate because there's also a lot of other Batman news that we need to talk about on the podcast. And we didn't want to give you like a three-hour podcast, although you might like that. But I just want to let you know that this is just a Joker review part that we thought was going to be part of one podcast that has been split. So the ending does end kind of weird. It just ends kind of abruptly because we thought we were going to talk about other stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Just to let you know that this podcast that you're about to listen to is only about the Joker movie. So enjoy. But where are the clowns? Send in the clowns. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Batman News Weekly number eight. Okay, so we're doing things a little differently right now. It's actually, we're recording this on Friday. So Batman News Weekly number seven is dropping today. And we just saw the Joker came out October 4th. We're just literally got out of it like an hour ago. So we, me and Clay are going to go ahead and give our thoughts on this movie. And then we're, uh, we'll record everything else for the podcast at a later date because there's going to be, of course, comic books and all this other stuff. Batwoman comes out this Sunday. But uh, right now we're going to give our fresh thoughts. We haven't even talked about the movie ourselves. So we're going to just jump right into this. Clay, what did you think about Joker? Holy crap, dude. I will tell you. This movie is the most uncomfortable, disturbing, legitimate Joker, like on-screen film I have ever seen. Like, and and let me just say, the uncomfortable and disturbing is separate from the joke, like the the title of Joker. This movie is just overall disturbing. Yeah, for sure. There's there's definitely a tone and a vibe to this movie. There's yeah, it's. Exactly, like the very last shot of this movie, I was like, "This is so Joker." Oh like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it was so insane because you know a lot of people were like, "They're not taking anything from the comics," which Todd Phillips actually corrected that. They were like, "Oh, that got taken out of context." He's like, "We're taking stuff from the comic books, but we're just taking what we liked and interpreting interpreting it our way." Yeah, and then also, so, also, you know, just so people just don't think this is a spoiler-free review before you know we get on to the other news stuff, this is actually like spoiler-filled. So if you haven't seen the movie, yeah, stop yeah. what you're doing. Go see the movie and then come back and listen. Yeah, totally, totally meant to put that in the the intro. Is just like I said, we haven't even talked about this film, so we're just like itching to talk about it. But yes, this is totally gonna be spoilers. The movie's been out for a week. Hopefully, you were able to see it in that time. But yeah, if you haven't been able to see the movie yet, we're about to spoil the hell out of it. So just that's fair warning. So in three, two, one, spoilers are now gonna happen. But yeah, so again, end of this film with was just insane. Like. It, it was, I, I couldn't believe how, I was like, the Joker would totally do that. And, like, you you guys will see this at the end of this film. Uh, after all, all the big shebang happens, there's just this simple, just post, like, I guess there is, he's in Arkham Asylum, and he's just talking to a, what, a therapist? Is that, yeah. I guess you would yeah, call it? Yeah, or a like, doctor. A therapist. Yeah, a doctor. And he says, like, I thought of this funny joke. Uh, and she's like, well, can you want to tell it to me? And she, he's like, mm, you wouldn't get it. 
And then it's just like this like simple shot of him walking down a hallway with blood all over his shoes. And you just see all these blood footprints. And he's dancing down this corridor of a hallway. And then he starts running. And somebody starts chasing him. And then he runs back. And then it just says the end. Like yeah. Joker. Like it just it ends in such I'm like the tit- Joker would totally the do title that. cards for the beginning and ending of this movie were awesome. It gave a yeah. good vibe to the movie. I absolutely loved it. Dude, now let's go to the beginning of the film real quick. Mm-hmm. Now, well, let's not even go to the beginning of the film. Let's go to the trailers. The trailers okay. showed that Zazie Beats was going to be a prominent figure in this movie. Yeah. Did you call it? I called it. Oh, what was going to happen? Yeah. No. I so, so So here's the thing. Spoiler for here. The moment where, you know, you're, she's first introduced and, you know, they have that little, you know, uh, glance at each other. They smile mm-hmm. at each other. And then you start to see her prominently more and more hanging out with them. One yeah. thing that I noticed, I believe it was when they were in the hospital together, when she said, oh, let me go give you some coffee. She never mm-hmm. came back and you never saw him with coffee. And yeah. at that point, I said, is she really there? So I, I never caught on to it because I thought, like, well, she just didn't come back. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a hospital, those cafeterias aren't closed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know, she probably uh, got a, you know, it's a far walk or whatever. And then the instance after he was on the, you know, um, after he saw that he was on TV, like, it cuts to another scene right after that. And so you don't really know how long things happen. But uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was very interesting. Like I was like, oh, okay, like it made total sense. Oh yeah, because what what I didn't catch on to that she was like a, basically an aberration and all of his he was just envisioning everything she did. But I was under the impression that, or I was under I was questioning like this happened too fast. Like she just instantly likes him. Like I thought that was kind of weird because he there's this scene in the movie where he basically stalks her. And she calls him out on it, and she's all like, uh, were you following me today? And he's like, yeah. And uh, she's like, I thought that was you. You know, I was I was she... hoping you would break in or something. You know, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, because she goes into a bank, and he was all like, well, I got a gun. I was like, I could go do tomorrow. And she's like, you're funny, blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. She was like, well, you should come check out one of my shows, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay. I was like, I mean, things could happen like that. They're in a very, like, poverty-ridden place. And those kind of people stick together, you know, they, you know, bad equals bad or like, you know, vulnerable people hook up with the wrong people. And like, I was like, I could see it, but it was just too simple, in my opinion. Like everything was going right for him, like with a female, which you think that's always going to be the bad stuff that goes wrong. And I was like, this is just too perfect. So I was waiting for something bad to happen. And even when he went into that house, like when it's revealed that she doesn't even talk to him. I was under the impression that maybe another guy was going to be in there or something. And she was like sleeping around or something like that. But no, it actually turned out to be that she he's she's never talking yeah, to him. She was never there. He was just yeah. imagining her being there in all the places where they were hanging out, yeah. where they were talking about the, the, the shootings. And that was yeah. another thing. That's where this movie really took the turn mm-hmm. was, you know, the uh, violence. Uh, Arthur lost his job because he had that gun. It fell in the hospital and he went on the subway. Those three Mm -hmm. guys started punching him, started bullying him and everything else. And you hear the gunshot and you just see Mm -hmm. blood everywhere. Yeah. That was 
like that was just a gangster sequence right there. Yeah, it was loved it. Oh, it was so great. And yeah, you know the the part where he you know killed the two guys and then was running after the the third one and just yeah. sat there and just unloaded until the gun couldn't shoot anymore. I was yeah. like, holy crap! This is a completely different movie now. Yeah, yeah, and that that's I was waiting for that turn to happen because I was like. I was, I was, the one thing I was scared about going into this movie was that it was going to be just this Arthur Fleck character for like 90 minutes and then the Joker's in it for like five. I was very oh, for scared. For like the very of that. end? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, it gradually happened very well. And I was like, okay, I'm really digging this. I thought it was awesome. And like, man, there was just scenes where you just. It gets uncomfortable because they hold the panel or they hold the shot for so long. And there's like no music. Laughing, there's no nothing. Yeah. When he was just laughing at the start forever. And you – the the funny thing about this too is I love that just like the Joker, we never know his origin. We don't know if he actually had a disease or not. Like we don't know if he had yeah. a problem. Did yeah. you pick that up on yeah, that? I, yeah, I picked up on that You know, because – you know, the big thing is he passes out these cards and it says that yeah. he has some sort of disease that helps him that that makes him laugh. It's a it's something yeah. with brain trauma, medical condition yeah, with brain trauma. Yeah. That's what the card said. I was trying to read it as fast as I could. Yeah. But uh, when the detectives meet him at the hospital, they ask him and they're like, oh, you know, that brain condition your mother was talking about. Is that even real? And yeah. so that brings up the question. Oh, crap. Is that even real? And it even yeah. makes it into question even more. When you find out his mother isn't really his mother, yeah, she he was adopted, and she was also psychotic. Yeah. So just adding more to his unknown origin. Yeah. Which like so that's the one thing. This is definitely one of those films you're gonna want to watch twice. Like it's great on the first one, but I feel like if I watched this a second time, I'd be like, oh crap, this is just fucking amazing. Like when you pick up on the little things, and. Yeah, like, oh, man, like it was just so good because they, they said they wanted to showcase a character on how they would descend into the Joker, like how so many circumstances could be packed together to make the Joker, and I think they did that flawlessly here. Oh, yeah, and, like, and, and I'm going to just say this because it was something that was very prominent before this movie came out about if this could cause violence. And the director and Joaquin were saying, hey, this movie doesn't promote violence. This is a bad character, and we're trying to show you a bad character. This is very yeah. much a bad Joker. Like, yeah. from, from I would say, from the moment at the subway until the very end. Yeah, for sure. He is, he is the Joker from the comic books. And I told you, this is the only thing I told Clay after this movie was over. I was like, from now on, it's not going to be Heath Ledger's the best Joker of all time in live action. Like, there is going to be competition here now. Oh, yeah, for because sure. Because I think this is definitely going to be, one, the Halloween costume of the year is going to be this Joker variation. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is gen- – because I think I, – I don't see anybody beating him for the Oscar. If he doesn't win Best Supporting – I mean, Best, like, Lead Actor, I'm, it, so, that other actor better be fucking DiCaprio or fucking somebody Well, see, that's, that's what I have to think about. Okay, so who is up for the role for – best actor i would have to guess it would be either dicaprio for once upon a time in hollywood it would be mm-hmm. brad pitt for ad astra joaquin for joker 
and I don't know any other films that have come out in the last few months. Well, that's the thing, too, because the Oscar stuff doesn't stop until about December or January. Yeah. So we still have a few, and a lot of people will release stuff in December just because it's so close to the Oscars. That way it's so fresh in voters' minds. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. But um, I, yeah, I, like, I will it's, say it's he fantastic. deserves a nominee. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, for if, sure. If he doesn't get nominated, well, if this movie isn't in the top 10, like in the best picture category, the Oscars are complete shit. Like, if this doesn't get nominated, it doesn't, I can understand it not winning because we haven't seen every film and, like, it gets subjective at that point because a lot of films are really great. Yeah. But if it doesn't get nominated, especially when Black Panther got fucking nominated, like, yeah. this, like, our, cinematic wise, this blows out any other superhero movie. You could put it up there with The Dark Knight, but they're both very different tones. Yeah, for sure. And, but, like, cinematic wise, Marvel ain't got shit on this. DC ain't got shit on this. Yeah. Although this is a DC property. But, yeah, like, it was fan-fucking-tastic. And it was creepy. It was funny. We, okay, so this is something <laughs> that me and Clay, this happened to us in the theater. And we both looked at each other and we were like, oh, shit. Because we know, okay, so first of all, I want to know this in the comments. Hit us up. On, you know, freaking Anchor, hit us up on our Instagrams, our Twitters, whatever. Did your theater have a bunch of cops? Our theater, when we were walking out, had four cops in the lobby. We had two cops in our theater. Yes. Yeah, so when this movie when started. When the movie started, we had two cops in the theater. There, When we walked out, there was some in the hallway. Then there was like four to six in the lobby. It started, yeah. it was swarming with officers. Yeah, it was nuts. And this but is the anyways, middle of the day. It's not like we're yeah, like we at night. Yeah, we went at three o'clock p.m. Yeah, we went at, so I can only imagine how many are going to be there at night. Yeah, I want to assume those guys that that we saw at the end were showing up for the night ones. Yeah. that's probably like their shift. But that was insane. But I could we had this one instance. I I think Clay knows what I'm talking about right here. So Arthur again, this is a spoiler, kills his mom in this movie. And I know exactly when, what you're gonna he, say. Yeah, he. Like, she has this thing in the hospital. You see this in the trailer. And in the hospital, she's there. And he, this is after he finds out that he's adopted. She lied to him, blah, blah, blah. Because she told him a lie that Thomas Wayne was his father. And, like, he went and confronted Thomas Wayne, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff happens. But he, this is when he, like, finally snaps. And he smothers his mother to death. And when that happened, we had somebody in the theater laughing. Oh, and, and it was, was like, dead quiet. Oh, it was it was God. dead quiet. It got like that awkward silence of like intensity with the death. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a really good scene. It's really creepy. And then all of a sudden you yeah, just heard like, somebody <laughs> creep like really like creepily giggle yeah. in the top right corner of our theater. And I'm just, like, just oh, like, oh no. My God. And I, I'm pretty I, sure we it, both it, looked at each other like Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it blew our minds, man. Because we were like, "Oh, I'm so glad these cops are here." <laughs> because, like, oh, it was it was crazy. Oh man! And then I think, the, obviously, the most brutal part I think is the scissors part. Oh yeah, no, when his when his uh, I forgot the guy's name, but his coworker. So it's yeah. it's really weird. In this movie, there's like a company where they like hey we're hiring clowns and it's just yeah. a locker room full of clowns and then they get distributed to other businesses to like promote stuff yeah. or do things for hospitals and blah, blah blah so these two guys one of them is 
probably three times the size of Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And yeah, he's a massive dude. The other one, and this is part of the joke of the movie, is a midget. Is 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 mm-hmm. the word that he a little person. a little person. And but they use that word to like make fun of him and things like that yeah. in the movie. And so yeah, he's the butt of the old jokes. Yeah. And so Joaquin or the Joker Arthur grabs these scissors when he hears there's a buzz at his door opens yeah. it because they because he's being questioned by cops at this point yeah. so he doesn't like he doesn't know who's at the door yeah so he's talking to this really big guy and you know they're saying hey these cops are talking to us they're wanting to know where you're at you know what is going on and arthur says oh yeah you know i forgot to thank you for all of that and he just pulls the scissors out stabs him in the neck stabs him yeah. in the eye grabs his head and then just continues Slams to it. freaking splatter it all over yeah. the freaking living room. And while this other guy is hiding in a corner, just screaming and shaking. Yeah. And all of a sudden Arthur just stops. He sits down blood all over his face. And he's just, Hey, you know, that Murray show. <laughs> I'm going to be in that. Yeah. Yeah. It it was crazy, and that and that's the Be- thing. I I feel like at that point, and maybe a mm-hmm. little bit before. Well, it it was before. You could mm-hmm. slowly see where Phillips was taking the Joker, like where yeah. he was taking bits from continuity as far as comics, the animated yeah. series, things that Arthur did in the movie, like when he dressed up as that uh uh that usher. In the theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's totally mm-hmm. something Joker would do. He'd be like, yeah, "Oh, sure. I'm just gonna do this and go in there and pretend to do this," and that was, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" That you know, Phillips picked up on that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. you know, the dry humor with Joker yeah. on point for this movie. So yeah, it was so good, and I mean, <clears throat> I'm very surprised that what's his name played a bigger role than I thought he was going to be. Uh, De Niro's character. Oh yeah, like I didn't think it was gonna be that big of a role. I thought he was gonna have a good part, but I didn't think he was like he was like a focal point of the whole thing. Like, I feel like he was more of a focal point than Thomas Wayne was. Oh yeah, he he was more of a focal point than Thomas because Thomas you only saw little spurts. Yeah, Murray was the inspiration of Arthur. Like that's where yeah. he wanted to be, mm-hmm. and it got you know when I felt more uncomfortable when he had that daydream. Of like, yeah. oh, you know, I want to be at the show. I want to be able to talk to him. And, you know, he, yeah. um, De Niro's character brings him down on stage. They bow. They clap. You know, they're doing all this. And it feels really awkward because it's really cringy. Yeah. It's super yeah, cringy. I, yeah. I was, I constantly, I always take a hoodie when I go to the theater just in case it gets cold. But, uh, yeah, I was constantly like, oh, my God, it's going to be so cringe. Like, the cringiest part was when I knew he was going to go on stage and do his bit, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, I know this is going to be the part where everybody laughs at him. I'm going to feel bad. Like, I was like, I don't want to see this. And uh, luckily, it goes into that hazy daydream of where he's with Zazie Beats, his character. Yeah. And uh, so you don't have to see all of the the stuff where he gets laughed at, like they show in the trailer. They That part actually comes when that clip is sent to Murray's show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, like this this movie did make you feel – a bunch of different ways and i think that's you know that is a goal of a film a good film i should say and yeah like i again and i I have to preface it and say this all the time when i talk about this film i was genuinely one of those people that did not want a joker film 
I did not want it. I was like, this is stupid. We don't need an origin Joker film. Like, why? Like, why is this even freaking a thing? And I didn't want it. But I have to say, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix have proved me fucking wrong. Didn't want this film, but it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad it actually happened. And one point, I'm going to skip all the way to the ending again like we did talking mm-hmm. about that last scene. But right before that last scene, I just want to say a lot of people didn't want this to happen in this movie. So I'm really yeah. interested to see what the reaction will be for it. Yeah. So yeah. the really big thing was that in the trailer, you saw Thomas, Martha, and Bruce run out of the theater at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. They're actually going to attempt to kill the Waynes in this movie. Yeah. And slowly I started to think, oh, maybe it won't happen. Maybe it won't happen. But what ends up happening with the Joker character, with Arthur, is that he brings up this cult following yeah. and this like movement into Gotham. Like the Joker does. Yeah. yeah. And all these people in masks are riding all over Gotham. And they see him in the police car and they're like chanting and they're like waving and getting people riled up. And everybody in the theater starts to run out. You see Martha... You see Thomas, you see Bruce, they go into an alleyway and then mm-hmm. it's sl- like the camera kind of slows onto this guy with a Joker mask and you're mm-hmm. like, oh crap, here it comes. And you see the gun in his side. Yeah, and they actually yeah. do it. They kill both Thomas and Martha Yeah, and they leave Bruce and I was like, holy yeah. crap, they actually did it. And I will say it did not take away from the ending of this movie. No, it didn't take away, but to be honest, I f- honestly feel like you could take that scene out and it wouldn't matter, like genuinely. Oh, yeah. It it helps at the end because you get kind of confused, like, is that Joker's joke at the end? Because he does flashbacks to thinking about, like, Bruce, Thomas Wayne's dead. Like, Oh, you know I, I, mean? I think it is his joke. I think... Cause... Yeah, and I, I think it is too, but then he also kills that lady too, so like... You could think like maybe his joke was to kill her well, too. I I you know think I, mean? I think the reason why he killed her at the end was because she mm-hmm. didn't get the joke. Yeah. I th- yeah. I yeah, definitely That's something that Joker would do. But yeah. overall man, she wouldn't have got the joke yeah. because he literally says that. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that's the same thing too. And I kind of again didn't really want that to happen because I'm not a big fan of the theory that the Joker creates Batman because it just puts such a big gap in age between them. Yeah. So I've never been a big fan of it. But this is supposed to be a one-shot movie. We're not supposed to get any sequels. Todd Phillips said there's no sequel plan. Yeah, there's for this no after-credit scene, no nothing. Yeah. So. So if this is a one-shot, I'm totally cool with that. Um, I don't want an extended universe or anything built around this. I would just prefer this. I'm hoping this kicks off the DC Black Label movies, which would be really awesome. And they're all just one-shots. I don't want sequels from these things. Yeah, for sure. I just want very artistic movies like this. Uh, But, yeah, I I think that was really interesting. But I will say that, and I know this is going to make all the, you know, freaking Snyder fanboys, like, giddy. But Zack Snyder has the best, best Wayne death scene ever. And, like... I I saw them rip the pearls on this one. I was like weak. Oh like, yeah, it was it just it was just it, really it just happened so quick. It happened really fast, yeah. and I feel like I feel like maybe the scene was thrown in, like, and that's yeah. why it looked really fast. Uh, yeah, and I think they were probably just going for a little bit of more realism there. I mean, to be honest though, like Bruce Wayne kind of sucked. 
like he oh the kid was pointless in this film yeah. yeah yeah he was like stone cold I, like just fucking i think done. the the only reason why his placement was there was for that mm-hmm. ending was for that yeah. ending for was for the joker's joke and i assume that was alfred yeah yeah i guess that so. guy's performance was complete like i didn't feel it but yeah other than that like i know when you see arthur go into the courtyard or, or at the gate mm-hmm. it is to confront uh, uh yeah. thomas and he's yeah. trying to get to the bottom of it and that's what leads to him going into that theater where thomas is anyway so yeah. you know they they planted seeds there for sure but i just don't know if it was needed yeah yeah i think it's definitely something you can take out of the film and it wouldn't really do much else because you could go off of the I mean, if you really want to look into it, yeah, his mother's like psychosis and craziness was built around Thomas Wayne. She used to work for him. And then so he could be like, I want Thomas Wayne dead because of what he did to my mother. But then again, this is the same guy that just killed his mother. So, you know, it's like you could look into it or not, but I don't I I do genuinely feel like you could take out the death of the Waynes and it, this movie would still just be the same thing. Uh but I mean I'm just trying to think of just uh, like well also it, it was so well thought out. There I want to talk about the cuz everybody that I that I know that has seen the movie mm-hmm. has made the comment about the the bathroom waltz after mm-hmm. the three deaths. What about I it? like everybody's like oh man I can hear this gif or I can I can hear this photo. I didn't really feel all that much into it like after he, like he ran into the bathroom, he started to calm yeah. his nerves, he started to dance. Uh-huh. And I know that's supposed to be like the Joker dance. That's supposed to get like yeah. that is his persona trying to get out of him. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel it right there. the The one time that I feel like I felt it was more so near the end when he was mm-hmm. going on stage at the Marais. Oh yeah, yeah. That that scene was way better than the bathroom scene. The bathroom scene was dope though because it's that those are his first kills. So you just like he's like becoming the Joker and like that's just where he's starting. Yeah. Uh, I will say one of the best shots, and I mentioned this in a video or maybe on a live stream prior, but that creepy ass scene right before he kills the dudes in his apartment when he's like his hands are against the wall and his like neck is like caught. Oh, like, where sideways, he looks like freaking like ragdoll. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like, dude, that was crazy. When he's painting his and, face and like licking the brush and everything, yeah. like all that, I was just like, oh, dude, this is, this is getting intense. Yeah. And it was, this movie was something else. It's definitely something like I could have, I could have easily walked out of the theater and been like, let me go buy another ticket and watch this again <laughs> because it was so good. And I mean, I'm off Sunday. I mean, I might go watch it again Sunday. Like to be honest, and it uh, it really depends on what what Abby, my wife, will uh will be doing. Yeah. So that way, because I would I would love to see it again. So that way, if I can catch yeah. some certain things or not, you know the the whole placement of the detectives and their mm-hmm. role and how they yeah. caused the riot on the subway. I love that. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. a misfire that caused that whole thing i thought they were gonna die i i legit thought they were gonna die and i love the change of his plan the joker's plan at the very end his whole yeah so his whole thing or do you want to talk about that well yeah yeah, we can definitely talk about it i mean we already spoiled half of this movie anyways (laughs) but uh so there is this thing if you've ever heard of Chekhov's gun 
which is if you see a gun in the first act, it has to be used at the very end. Like, it's just, that's what they call it. And we see the gun immediately at the start. He, you actually, the one thing we didn't talk about was when he kills that guy in his apartment, that guy set him up to get fired. Yeah. Because he tells him, like, oh, yeah, he tried to buy a gun from me the other day, and, like, he's crazy or whatever. Because, like, the guys in the locker room really didn't like him. They were scared of him. So that guy kind of just planted the gun on him, and uh, he's like, come on, we're buddies, right? Like, you got to protect yourself. So he basically set him up to get fired. And so that's why Arthur kills him. Well, you see that jo- that that gun at the very start of the movie, and then you start getting this idea where Joker's big finale was to tell a knock-knock joke and blow his brains out on live TV. Yeah. And he doesn't – you think he's going to do that, but he changes it. And he goes on like this kind of like philosophical And it's all like, because rant. of the one thing that his uh, therapist pointed out in the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. was uh, the saying that he has in his journal is, I hope my death is more meaningful than my life or something like that. Yeah. And, or it makes more sense yeah, I, I, than my I life. I hope my death makes more sense than my life. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as he sees that, it all clicks. Like he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm more worthy than any of these other people think that they are." And yeah, that's exactly. the whole point of, you know, being angry at Thomas. And then he even mm-hmm. says, "Murray, you're evil too. Like you yeah. came here, you brought me here just to make fun of me. Like you just wanted yeah. a good laugh out of me." Well, yeah. guess what? That's not how it's going to go. And boom, just freaking yeah, blows, blows his brains yeah. out. And, yeah, and he does that, and he puts another extra couple holes in him after that. And then he does, like, very – people are going to say it's, like – and you're going to see the videos on Twitter, but people are going to say it's paying homage to, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker where he grabs the camera and he, like, talks into it. Oh, yeah. But Joker's done that before. Like, he's did that on the well, animated And series, then also like, one thing that's very Joker is when he walked on stage and grabbed that doctor's face and just, like, kissed yeah. her. I was like, that's Joker. That's totally yeah. Joker. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome and hilarious, and there's definitely like there were parts in this movie that I did laugh out loud, um, just because like it was perfect comedic timing on certain jokes. Oh yeah, and there were jokes that made you feel uncomfortable, and uh, like and that like when he was doing his interview, his jokes were like uncomfortable, you know, and that's when like Murray's like, oh, we don't tell those kind of jokes here, and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just very interesting. And yeah, they they definitely made you think that he was gonna kill himself, and like, cause you could just sense it. Like that would be an interesting way to end the movie. Like the Joker's legacy is this man that's like, he's tormented, you know, and he does this on live TV, and everybody's like, oh, see, they don't care about us, blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, he turned into something else. Now the interesting thing that I want to talk about because obviously this movie had a lot of controversy going into it. I mean, we saw that it's even needing to get extra security. The military's talking about it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, At this moment, it's apparently breaking the records for October. They're predicting that uh, to have the biggest uh, opening weekend for October, which would be past Venom, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, But I want to talk about if this, because the biggest thing was like, this movie's going to inspire people to do bad things. I'm highly against that idea, but I will say the one thing in this movie is people are going to say, like, yeah, well, this dude's obviously, a, like, a villain. He's a criminal. And, yes, he is. That's exactly how the Joker would be. But the interesting thing that happens in this movie is society picks its heroes. And in this society, in Gotham, Joker's the hero because he's standing up to these rich people. 
he's taking them out. And they don't care. The Basically, the rich doesn't care about the poor, so the poor shouldn't give a fuck about the rich. Yeah. And the Joker's Joker is the one showing them that you can stand up for yourself. You can do your own thing. And they save his life. Like, he's literally going to jail, and they break him out. And they, like, carry him out yeah, they, of the thing the, uh, and put the, him on this cop car. They, they run into the police car that he's in. Yeah. They carry him out of the window, put him on top. And you and, think he's dead. Like, I, I was yeah. like, holy crap. That is, like... It's gonna be like this weird cult, like just like raising him up, yeah. and like this is our legacy, be like the Spider Man. Yeah, basically, where they like, yeah. And you know, after a while, after I believe it's after Thomas and Martha both got shot, that's when he like mm-hmm. starts to cough up the blood. He wakes up, he gets up, yeah, and that's when he gets his own blood and like puts the smile on his face. And yeah, the crowd goes crazy. Yeah, dude, that whole the last thirty minutes of this film was like it it. I did not, you know, lose focus of the screen whatsoever. Usually, yeah. when it starts to get near the end of the movie, you kind of feel it, and so you're like wanting to see other people's reaction, looking around and yeah. stuff. I was super focused on this film. Yeah, and that was it. After he doesn't kill himself and he kills Murray, I was like, oh crap, where's this film gonna go now? I was like very interested because I remember I had saw like some images of him in the cop car. I was like, oh, that hasn't happened yet. I was like, I want to know where this movie's gonna go. And so it was just very interesting to see that, you know. Again, this movie, I don't think, you know, it it can be what people say where it's like, oh, it's going to incite violence or it's going to provoke people. I think anything can provoke people. But I did think it was a very interesting concept to where, you know, this downtrodden Gotham society picked its hero. And its hero was somebody that you would normally think is a fucking terrible person. And, like, they shouldn't be a hero, but they're beaten down. They have nothing else to really latch onto and they want to see change in the world and we know right now that in America we're dealing with something where people voted or they picked their hero to try to change the world and it wasn't a great fucking selection yeah, for sure if you're on the opposite side but if you're in that party you probably think it's still great <laughs> just like those people probably still think that Joker's fucking great yeah but uh yeah I thought it was very interesting there's a lot of symbolism symbolism in this movie but, yeah, I don't think, like, if you're a sane person, you would not think the Joker's a hero, like, at all. You shouldn't if you think he is a hero at some point. I, I, I'm down with having the conversation about it, but he's fucking not a hero you know, in this movie and at all. I could see there being a conversation that somebody's like, oh, no, he's just misunderstood. No. Yeah. Like, like I understand, because one of the things that he writes in his journal is the one thing about mental illness is everybody believes that you're not behaving when you actually are or yeah. like something like that. So yeah, he, they expect you to behave when you don't, yeah. I don't know, something like that. And so he thinks in all of his being that he is doing mm-hmm. the right thing, that he is yeah. acting normal. Mm-hmm. And so it's not being misunderstood. It's the fact that he doesn't understand the lines of reality. Yeah. And I think that's what this whole thing was about. And, you know, because he does the daydreaming, he is, you know, fixated on Zazie Beetz's character. And then mm-hmm. when he just walks into her apartment, she freaks out. That's the whole realization. And yeah. you see how terrified she is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, for sure. And so there, there are key moments in this movie that show you, hey, this is not a quote unquote good guy. This mm-hmm. is just the person that we're writing the film about or this is the yeah and and if anything this this is the perfect movie 
to have people talk about mental illness, like genuinely. Because at the start of this movie, you see that, you know, Arthur goes to these, which was very curious in my opinion too, because apparently he had been in an asylum before, and I guess he's gotten out and he goes to these things to like yeah, and, um, talk about. And just like how, you know, we don't know his origin of yeah. the laugh or his origin overall. We, we don't know why he was we in don't know before. why he was in there before and he yeah. just laughs it off like oh i don't know because she asks yeah. him why do you think you were there and he's like oh i i don't know yeah and so we you know he goes and talks to the social worker and she ends up telling him like well you know all our funding got cut so i'm not gonna be able to see you anymore and he's like well how am i gonna get my medications and that is a huge thing in today's society a lot of people can't get the help they need they can't get the health care they need well specifically here in america and they're on the streets and they're out having to survive on their own and like if they do have a disability or like you know something mental like a mental illness they're just out there in the world and they could cause harm they couldn't like they just can't survive like it's a very interesting topic and i know people are going to focus on like oh this is going to be cause school shootings and shit but they're going to be ignoring the bigger issue which is mental illness in this country and in that movie. Yeah. Like, Arthur Fleck is not a healthy man. But, you know, he's been screwed over by society. Like, that is, like, the big message of this movie is this is somebody that's being fucked over by the current society. The wealthy gets richer. The poor get poorer. And what do you expect them to do when they have no resources to get better? You know, and They're gonna when, he, when he goes to Arkham Asylum to get the files about his mother, you know, he's talking yeah. to that guy. He's like, well, how, how do people get in here? You know? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, you know, some of them are dumb crying. Some of them have nowhere else to go. And so you're getting all this real life situation shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, uh, Arthur finally says, you know, I've done some pretty messed up stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's when the guy's like, hey, dude, you know, I just work here. You know, if, if, if you need help, I think you should get it. But I, I can't do anything for you. But like yeah. those key moments, man, it, it is a huge topic to really focus around. But I think you're right. I think most people will just see, oh, this is a bad movie that will cause bad mm. things and don't take your children to go see it. After that first yeah. shooting, I, mm. I saw that whole subway thing and I was like, nope, I cannot see any child seeing this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they shouldn't. It's rated R for a reason. But yeah, unfortunately, I do think this is a movie that will be uh, totally ignored for its real purpose and real message, um, and they'll just focus on the violence and, you know, oh, people like the Joker too much, They this fetishizes things or whatever, blah, blah. Um, but overall, man, I, I fucking love this movie. Totally would go see it immediately again, and I'm interested to see uh, if it's going to have the staying power to win a few box office weekends in a row, because it is one of those films. It's not something like Endgame where you just want to see the action scenes over and over and over. Like you have to really enjoy cinema, I think, to want to watch the Joker multiple times. Yeah, I will say it's gonna be tough to sit through some of those scenes again, like just mm-hmm. because of the uncomfortableness. And I would be interested to feel the intensity, like the intensity inside of because our theater wasn't full by any means. No. But to like maybe like 40 people, but to have like a full theater, maybe at night or something, I'd be kind of interested in seeing that. But like, I, I think I will attempt to see it once or twice more to see if I can pick up on some more things 
for sure. Other than that, I I seriously can't wait for like deleted scenes and stuff. Yeah, uh, it was funny because they show they showed like a be I I don't know what deleted scenes would be out if there is any because I feel like you know this film I mean this film was done on the fly apparently like some of the things were they had to write the script while they were filming. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Well, yeah, there there was um, uh, they talked about this a whole lot like near the beginning of filming was like Joaquin and Zazie Beats both felt that their characters would be a certain way. And so they're yeah. like, oh, let me rewrite this. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe her character would do this and I would do this. But there was one scene where, if you remember, Arthur Fleck is in the middle of an alley and he's kicking the trash. Yeah, that was all done by him. And he actually got hurt. So when he oh, really? when he goes down and like is holding his yeah. leg, it's because Todd Phillips was like, "Hey, there's this stunt double that knows how to like kick properly and like you know mm-hmm. do all these things for you." And Joaquin was like, "It's a trash can. I'm gonna do it myself." And he yeah. like pulled a muscle like immediately. <laughs> but they that's they kept hilarious. the footage and they put it in the movie. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That that's pretty awesome. So I would I would be really interested to see where they're gonna go, uh, with any deleted scenes or post stuff. I know Jimmy Kimmel showed one of him getting like really mad at somebody. And I'm you, I'm kind of yeah that. I'm kind of upset because like his publicist Joaquin's publicist came out and said, oh mm-hmm. that was all fake. Mm-hmm. So because apparently Joaquin was getting a whole lot of crap for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a whole lot of people calling him an asshole for like being that like actor diva. That is trying to get like the perfect scene or whatever, which Uh I wouldn't get mad at him at all. This is like a very intense movie and you need to have a certain kind of emotion. And if he wants something, then he wants something. Give it to him. You know, I want this movie to be perfect. But his publicist did come out saying later, hey, that was all fake. We staged it. You know, the Uh whole back and forth between Kimmel, that was also staged because it kind of got like awkward for Joaquin on that late night show with yeah, with yeah, Kimmel. Yeah. And so I kind of feel bad for Joaquin mm-hmm. getting all that crap, but I yeah. really hope that it is real and that yeah. you know there there was actually that back and forth. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. And I think he makes a joke about the publicist in that interview or something like that too. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um but yeah, man. Also, Zazie Beats, I'm surprised she's not on that damn list uh for Catwoman, like you would think they would just throw her on. Oh, there. because she's been in almost like, everything lately. Yeah, yeah. You like you might as well compared to some of those other women that are on there. Like fuck, just give me Zazie Beats as Catwoman at this point. Like she's awesome too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. I think like I guess final thoughts. Again, I I would definitely go watch this again. I will say that uh, I just texted this to a friend that hasn't seen it yet. He was like, no spoilers, but tell me what you think. I told him I was like, if this doesn't get nominated for Best Picture, it's bullshit. If it doesn't win Best Picture, then the movie that does win better be like one of the best films in the last decade or something because this Joker movie is something else and it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I uh, last minute thoughts for me, like I said, uncomfortable, disturbing. I look forward to any future Black Label movies if they're going to be this aesthetic because not only was the acting good, the story was good. But it was filmed awesome. It was a pretty film. Like, it was just beautiful overall. Uh, You know, I wasn't feeling the bathroom scene, but the cinematography in that scene was gorgeous. I love all the scenes on the Murray show with Robert De Niro. Loved all those. I 
I am looking forward to seeing what DC has planned for the future black label of the movies. Yeah, I think I think uh, DC is definitely trending upward. I mean, we'll see what happens with Birds of Prey in February, and then of course we got Wonder Woman, which I think everybody would think that that'll be a knockout of the park. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think DC is finally finding its way, and I'm I'm enjoying it because my biggest thing that I've always bitched about when it comes to Marvel, and of course Marvel fanboys will hate me for it, but I feel like Marvel, it's the same shit. Every movie is just formulaic. It's not different. It's just comedy, 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 hero wins, and that's it. And um, besides, like, Endgame and whatever, but that was built up for 10 years. But every other movie is the same. But with DC, these all genuinely feel very unique. They feel like their own films, and I'm excited for that. Are they all going to be good? Well, wait and see. But, I mean, it, at least they feel different, and they're trying to be something that Marvel's not. And I appreciate that, and that's exactly what Todd Phillips said. Let's do that with Joker. Like, let's do these other films, because we're not going to beat Marvel. Let's do some shit that they can't do. And they definitely <laughs> cannot do this. So, which they should, though. Just throwing that out there, Marvel. Make a Marvel Max fucking spinoff or something like that. If you don't want to put the Disney logo on it, who cares? Just make up another random-ass company and just bring that company up and do Marvel Max. So, Because yeah. I think people want to see that. But anyways, so those are our final thoughts on Joker. This podcast is going to continue. It's just we're recording these on two separate days. So in, I guess, a few seconds, we'll be talking about Batwoman and Batman comics and any other news that has happened. But we just really wanted to talk about Joker, and those are our thoughts. So um, continue the podcast. All right. <laughs>